Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Aliyah Orozco with Behind the Gloves, and today I'm joined with Golden Boy Promotions' one and only Tristan. Well, Tristan, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Came from the gym um, a couple days ago, just fought. Uh, Had a successful night, you know, it was very surgical. Um, And yeah, you know, I just got back in the gym, keeping the, trying to keep the momentum going. Most certainly, yeah. Just last weekend, you fought Joe Jones, right? And you got the knockout. Talk to me mm-hmm. a little bit about that. At what round did you know you were really dominating it? Um, well, really pretty much the second. Um, the first round, I was just going out there using my jab, kind of analyzing him. And I, I noticed that he was countering almost every time I threw my jab. He was pretty quick. Had a good right hand, so he was real fast with his right hand. So, And, uh, you know, I analyzed him. Then, you know, I went back to my corner. And I already was thinking it, but, you know, my coach, Bullet, um, and my pops was just like, you got to counter in the counter. So second round I went out there, it's like I was like, checkmate. You know, I, I knew what I had to do, and I saw it. So I threw a couple jabs out there, bait jabs, and then I threw one um, with the intention that he was on the counter, and I pulled out, and I hit him with the right hand. I knocked him down, and after that, he was still trying to recover, and, you know, I you know, kept – I, uh, you know, I didn't rush in. I worked behind the jab and I tried breaking him down and I was pretty successful. Yes, you were. You got the knockout. How'd you celebrate after? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> you tell me in the ring? Both. In the ring. Actually, I feel like I did a backflip, Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the ring, yeah, I did a flip. You know, afterwards, I just went out to eat with my, my people and some of my fans. do you always do a backflip after was that like your first time doing that I was like what yeah um well you know I always tell myself that I'm not gonna do it but (laughs) adrenaline in me you know I just do it you know so I, I, I I pretty much do it about every other fight I love that that's so cool that you do that and you were fighting in Texas, and that's near your hometown, mm-hmm. correct? But, I mean, of course, it's the state and everything. What does it feel like mm-hmm. fighting in your state? Does it feel more special? Yeah, it absolutely does. You know, every time I fight uh, in Texas, anywhere, anytime I step foot in Texas, um, I have friends and, and fans that come out and support me. But I have a bunch of friends. My fan base is in Texas. I was born and raised in Texas. You know, I'm training here in Las Vegas now. But every time, you know, I, I come and I fight in in Texas, I just, I just have a whole fan base that comes out and they support me. Oh, that's so special. So what's next for you then? You just had this fight. Do you have anything else coming up for you pretty soon? Another fight or anyone you're really looking to share the ring with? Um, I'm going to definitely step up the A-round-ish. Um, I have someone in mind, but 
um, kind of want to keep it, you know, on a, you know, close, close kind of, you know, so I do have someone in mind. Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, I'm in the gym now. I'm working on some new stuff that, you know, we're, we're just, we're just steady building this wall brick by brick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Working things. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to, everyone's going to be in for a treat. My next fight, it's going to be eight rounders be on the zone. So, you know, everyone tune in. That's so exciting. So how has it been like being signed with Golden Blake Promotions, working alongside Oscar De La Hoya? What has been the most beneficial part for you in your career? Um, well, just the platform. You know, I always knew Oscar when I was a young kid, and I always had a feeling I was going to sign to him one day. And really? Yeah, yeah, it was weird. And um, I, I always knew I was going to be signed to him, but not that young at an age, at 17 years old. You know, so um, when I signed with him, it was amazing, and it was like a dream come true. And I have the blueprint. You know, it's just about you know pulling, putting the tools to the paper. You know what I'm saying? And and, and building what the what the blueprint is, and and what that looks like is just hard work, uh, determination, discipline, focus. And as long as I do those things, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be successful. You know, in that. But as far as going to board, it's just the platform. Um, the fans, the fans love my, my style, the way I fight. Um, and they always look forward to uh, forward towards me fighting. So it's, it's awesome. Have you received any great advice from Oscar De La Hoya? Absolutely. Um, Oscar and uh, mainly Bernard. Bernard's always giving me advice. You know, even my last fight, he was just telling me how, how good I listened. You know, when, when I first knocked him down, I looked over. And Bernard and Eric, they were giving me advice. They told me to to not rush in, to use my jab. And so I went out there and used my jab. And then I was working my angles and common uppercut. And I executed the game plan. And that shows people that, number one, I have power in both hands. But number two, I'm a complete fighter. I'm also a disciplined. I'm a poised fighter. And um, I feel like those are all characteristics of what a champion is. So, Well, certainly. Well, on that note, what are your short-term and long-term goals in boxing? Um, so that's a good question. My well, short, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, my long-term goal is, you know, is to is to become undisputed. You know, become champion in cruiserweight, move up eventually to heavyweight at some point. But um, my short-term goal is to to uh, get the top ten in the world in the cruiserweight. That's wow. Yeah, that's my that's my short term goal right now, and um, just to just to keep. Well, really, right now it's just to keep building because there's levels. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm I'm six rounder. My next fight's gonna be eight rounder, and from eight rounder I move up to ten rounder, and then you know title eliminator. That's that's just how it goes. And right now it's like how I am. I don't look overlook anything. I focus on one opponent at a time. Focus on one training camp at a time. Um, even when I fight, I focus on each round at a time. I think about the big, you know, picture. I focus on each round, push myself each round, and yeah. I just always keep that that mentality, and it always works out well for me. I can definitely tell you have a really good head on your shoulders. How has that been for you in this boxing life? I know that has to be challenging stepping into the ring when there's a lot of cameras and lights and people screaming and love mm -hmm. and criticism. How do you just block that out and stay like mentally strong in the ring? Well. I, I've been through some things in boxing as far as, you know, injuries and, you know, it really matured me as a boxer and it made me take boxing. I was already taking boxing serious, but it made me take boxing more serious and be more disciplined. And, um, 
the whole thing with nerves, you know, I've had many fans ask me these questions. Do, do I get nervous? And of course, if you, yeah. if you don't get nervous then something's wrong, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and my mindset is like, you can either embrace, embrace those nerves or you could let it consume you. So it's like me, I embrace it because it's, it's thrilling to me. I worked my butt off to be in this position and it's just exciting for me to go out there and execute my, my game plan. And uh, that's, that's where I let it, that's where I embrace the feeling of nerves. And, and another thing is like your body, you know, scientifically your body has the same reaction from when you're nervous and when you're excited, your body reacts the same. It's just, oh, yeah. just in your mind. So if you can switch your mind um, to being excited, then, you know, that's the blueprint. But for me, I just, I just embrace it. Um, I, I know what I got to do when I fight. It's just business. It's a business trip. It's not the personal between me and the opponent. I respect all my opponents. At the end of the day, we have to go back uh, to our beloved ones and our family to support and provide for them. So it's, it's just it's just it's just a business trip at the end of the day. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So on that note, what really inspired your boxing career? You've already been able to accomplish so much, but what really like sparked that fire within you? Um. Well, this is the this is the only place where I could I could hit people and not get in trouble for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Nah, I'm just playing, but. That's so good. I mean, it's true. It's true. You can't just like go knock someone out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, um, you know, it's thrilling, you know, being able to to um, be able to fight, you know, really be an expert in, in, in combat, you know, being able to block and counter. Like, it's thrilling to me knowing how to do that. And, and um, I, I started boxing when I was 10. I went to the gym and I just stuck to it. I just stayed dedicated and I just fell in love with boxing and the grind. I love everything about boxing. Um, and I love the journey. And, uh, you know, it's like, I feel like as for me, I have the talent, I have the, the work ethic, I have the passion, the desire. And I feel like, you know, it's, that's hard to beat. You know what I'm saying? So um, overall, I just love boxing. I just love the grind. Um, it's just, it just, that's what fires me. And, and when the majority thing, w w w every time I fight, I just feel like I get closer and closer to my goal. So yeah. it just keeps the, it keeps the fuel running, keeps the, the fire inside, inside me burning. So I like that. I love that. That's such a good story. I saw too, that you were like, you played many other sports in your life, like soccer, basketball, I believe. Like what made you choose boxing then? Like you could probably have been a very professional, successful um, basketball yeah. player too, but you picked boxing. Are you really happy with, with that decision now in your career? Like, do you feel like, yeah. wow, this was really meant for me and my purpose in life? Well, I'm, I'm kind of impressed because I don't think I tell people. I didn't really tell people. So I'm like, how do you, how do you know that I play basketball and I play soccer? Cause I don't remember. Research. Yeah. So that's, that's good. So I applaud you on that. Um, yeah, I did soccer. Um, I was pretty good. I mean, I did soccer when I was a little kid. I was pretty good at basketball. And um, I remember one time the coaches, I went to the coaches at my high school. Back then I went to Grand Prairie in Texas. Um, same. I remember the coaches, they were wanting me to play varsity because I had picked the ball up. We were playing around. I picked the ball up and I dunked, I dunked on someone, right? And, you know, it was crazy. 
And um, I remember the coaches, they were really wanting me to play varsity. Like, and I wanted, I wanted to play too. And they were even talking about coming to my house and meeting my parents and everything. And yeah, my dad was just, uh, it was kind of hard, but I really appreciate, um, I really appreciate my pops because my dad was like, to be honest, like when he was a little kid, he played soccer, he played football, played basketball. And, you know, he's just like, bro, like you can only be good at one sport. You're only gonna be good at one sport. So put all my chips in boxing and played out, you know what I'm saying? It's playing out. Um, so I really uh, applaud my pops on that because it was hard at the time, you know. I bet. Probably had a lot of different options. So you just brought up your dad. I know that your dad's one of your coaches alongside Bullet. What is it like working with your father? Do you feel like that's an advantage? Like he knows you more probably than anyone. He knows when you're off. He knows when you're on. Just talk to me a little bit about that dynamic. Yeah, you know, me me and my pops, we, you know, had this this hate and love relationship, you know, but we know what we got to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even though, like, me and my, my pops, we might argue, you know, because it's my pops, you know what I'm saying? It's like, just like with everyone else and, and their father. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, sometimes we like to focus on um, the messenger instead of the message, right? And, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's that's the that's the problem that I have with my pops. But like, even with me, I'm humble enough to be like, even if we have an argument, I'll walk away and I'd be upset. But I'd be like, in the back of my head, I'm like, he's right. You know what I'm saying? So I'll come back and, like I said, we we both know what the job is. We have fun here and there, yeah, of course. But at the end of the day, it's it's about becoming the world champion, and uh, it's about giving back to the community, giving back to the the ones that are underneath us, the kids and being a role model and being an example towards them. You know, that's what it's all about. It is. And what's your message to kids? What do you really want to share with like your fans, like the audience watching? Mm-hmm. Well, what I want to share is, you know, you know, mainly for the, the parents as well. Um, you know, and also you know, the kids is to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, and really um, what helped me and not many people might understand me, but what helped me is really finding, finding God. Um, because it's like, especially in the world we live in today, it's, it's a lot of distractions. It's a lot of things that if you don't have a good foundation of, on, on God, um, it will chew you away, you know, and, and uh, it, will, it will stomp on you. And, and you know, so as a father, I just say like, you know, uh, our mother out there, just to really get your kids enrooted in, in the word of, of the God, word of gospel, and, you know, also, I just want to say to anyone who out there that's depressed, that's um, lonely, that has had ones that passed, just pray that um, I just hope that you could really understand God and and, and find peace with him. Because with God, there is no loneliness. And, um, and, and really, if you really understand God and you really read the scripture, the the just like the Bible is what they say is biblical information before leaving earth. And it's like the blueprint to life. So when you really read the Bible and you really understand it, um, you really understand how much God loves you. And and really, that's that's my message to the youngest is number one, you know, build that relationship with God, find peace with him. Number two, build discipline. A lot of a lot of kids out here, they rely off of motivation. You know how many times I went to the gym and I wasn't motivated. My camp, my last previous camp leading up to this fight, towards the end of camp, I was sick. and I was out the gym for a week and a half and it was it was hard on my mental because I'm like, I got to catch up, mm-hmm. you know? So and I just really focused on what I need to do regardless, regardless of how I felt. 
and I, I knew what I had to do. And, you know, I was in the gym, I was sick, coughing, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, if I want to have uh, molded my mind back then to be disciplined now, I wouldn't have been able to get through that. I probably wouldn't have fought my last fight. A lot of people don't know that, but I was sick, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's the main thing is build that relationship with God, be disciplined, keep your determination, keep your fire, and and yeah, that, those are the things. That's that's what's that you could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer. It's not just boxing, that's in anything. There is no shortcuts in life. Nothing comes easy. So Amen to that, Tristan. I can really see God's blessing on your life. And I really love that. Would you say it's been your faith then that has really kept you on this road, kept you going, kept you as a boxer? Because I know there's probably so much that could have turned you away, but having that faith probably keeps you going and keeps you pushing harder. Absolutely. Um, there's been many times where just knowing me, knowing how I, my upcoming, my upbringing, um, things I've been through, I could get distracted easily. And I have a I have a strength, but also I have a weakness. And my strength is once I get attached to something, I get locked onto it. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that. So the, that's the strength, but that could also be weakness if I get to attached to the wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? So what me, yeah. So what kept me on board was just the 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 scripture, like um, you know, uh, just understanding, having knowledge of what good and evil is according to the Bible and things not to do. Um, there's been many times where I was invited to this place, invited to that place, which I could have got attached to and could interfere with my boxing career. And I probably wouldn't be in the position I am, but just staying focused to that. And um, like I said, just, um, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're striving to be great, um, people are going to look at you weird. It's going, you're going to be by yourself. It's lonely. I talk, you know what I'm saying? So find that connection with God and, and the scripture really, brings me peace knowing that when I get to the top, I'm not going to be alone because this is my purpose is I'm using this platform to bring more glory to God. So um, we all have a purpose in life. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's our purpose is to glorify God in what we do. So um, that's really what helped me keep a mental focus. And ever since, you know, I became a disciple a couple of weeks ago, I've had I, boxing. has just been 10 times more fun. You know, not that it's been hard. Yeah, but it's, it's just been fun. You know, I don't I don't really get into no trouble. You know, I go to the gym, come back, I chill, relax, read scripture, um, go hang out with people. You know, I still have social life, hang out with my friends, stuff like that. But it's like I have a foundation. and That's what I feel like a lot of people need is they need a foundation because it's like if the wind blows left and right, they're just going to knock left or right. They're going to go either way. But if you have a strong foundation and you have a conviction about what you want to do in life, and what God calls you to do, then you're not going to, you're not going to go nowhere. And uh, yeah, that's what helps me personally. Oh my gosh. I love this. This is just so beautiful to hear. Cause I just think it's so amazing that you're using your platform to bring people to Jesus and to share this. I think just, wow, like really so much respect for you. I'm happy. I got to know this aspect of you too. But another question is you have a really good head on your shoulders. I can tell. So what sets you apart from every other fighter in your division? Um, what sets me apart is I'm a complete fighter. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't just have hard work. I don't just have talent. I, do, I don't just have determination. I just don't have discipline. I have all of those things. And if you have all of the, all those things, it's hard to beat. And, um, um, on top of that is, you know, um, I feel like I'm a man of God. I try to glorify God in everything, in every way I can. And and the only man, I, only person I fear is God. I don't fear no other man. So, 
Um, I feel like I have a, a brave heart. Um, um, I, I know what it takes to get to the top. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get to the top. So if I gotta run a mountain every day a week, that's what I'm gonna do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm not afraid to put in the hard work. I'm not afraid to grind. Um, my, and on top of that, what separates me from fighters is my mentality, my discipline, my ring IQ. Um, I really think in there in the ring now. Um, back then, you know, I just used to rely on talent and you need it all to get to the top. You need your ring IQ. Um, you need to be disciplined. And ever since I moved to Vegas, my, my, my mental toughness came from right here to here, you know what I'm saying? So, and I'm just going to keep building. I'm going to keep getting mentally stronger and each fight I'm going to keep learning. And, and, you know, cause boxing, it's just never, you never stop learning boxing. So I'm going to, always be open to keep learning, keep building, keep growing my mind to become mentally stronger each and every fight, each and every camp. And yeah, all I, all, all the way I see is up. Wow. Well, you're 21 years old and you've already, you're 21, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm 21 too. So, hey, oh, hey. Cool. hey. Wow. Let's go. Well, you've accomplished so much in your career already at such a young age. Congratulations on all those things. What has been the most rewarding part for you? Or has there just been a fight that just like felt like, wow, this is all worth it. This is worth all the grinding I do, all the hard work, all the discipline. What was that moment for you thus far? Um, well, so I'll say my fight, my two last past fights, my fight before this fight and this fight, because, um, you know, it was it was tough moving down here to Vegas. You know, I had friends and and this is where it really comes into discipline. If you settle to being com comfortable your whole life, you're never going to achieve nothing. Exactly. There's going to be times where you're going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be times where you're going to have adversity. And biblically, it talks about your faith and it talks about overcoming adversity. That if you, through overcoming adversity, your faith becomes stronger. So you become a stronger soldier than you were before. So, so when I first moved here to Vegas, it was hard. You know, I didn't know nobody. I just had me, my pops, my mom, and sister. Um, I miss my friends in Dallas and I had thoughts about moving back to Dallas and um, just, you know, giving time to play stuff out and training and, uh, you know, talking with my coach Larry Wade helps me out a lot. Larry Wade also trains Caleb Plant and Sean Porter and um, some other world champions. So just having a conversation with him and, and him really installing that dog mentality in me, which I already had that dog in me, but he helped me enhance it and helped me bring it out. Um, it really, it really played out, and I could really see the difference in the fight, my previous fight and the fight before that. Like, I made a good decision, and that was really my choice was, um, like, what am I going to settle for? Being comfortable with my friends or enhancing my boxing career? What's more important? What do I, what do I, number one, how do I feel? Am I going to focus more on how I feel or what I need to do? I knew what I had to do. I knew I had to move to, to Vegas, enhance my boxing career, and, you know, make that bread, you know? <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're you're doing so good. I'm so proud of you. Like I just I really love your mental aspect too. I think that's like a huge aspect of boxing, obviously, and you really have that mental toughness down. So kudos to you. You're really doing it, Tristan. Who would you say, of course, who would you say are your top five fighters right now? Or just any that you really look up to, you like their styles, you want to emulate, just anything. Or just have a lot of respect for. Oh, I have I have old school fighters and I have new school fighters. My old school fighter, I say Winky Wright. Mm -hmm. I love, I love his style, his defense. Um, I like Marvelous Hagler, Tommy Hearns. Um, I like uh, El Salvador Sanchez. 
um, Sweet Pea, Pernell Whitaker. Um, and also, like, uh, that's actually where I got my last name. I mean, my nickname from Sweet Pea. Um, really? I was going to ask you yeah. about that. That's where you got your um, your nickname? Yeah, so how it came was um, I was preparing for my pro debut when I was 17. And uh, at this time, I was training with Ronnie Shields. And I had spoke to Pernell Whitaker, which uh, was a fighter that Ronnie used to train. Spoke to him on the phone with hopes of potentially meeting him. And along along the way to my pro, pro debut, he ended up dying. He ended up passing away. Um, so I did it in honor of him from Sweet Pea to Sweet Tea. And it kind of went well because, you know, I'm from Texas. I was born and raised in Texas. And Sweet Tea is a Texan drink. And oh, yeah. <laughs> so when I walked out, I was chanting Sweet Tea, Sweet Tea. And uh, it just rolled with me. Um, and everyone's been calling me that since then so i stuck with that and uh it's, it played itself out it was pretty cool how it came about i love that and you're keeping the legacy going in a whole new way i really really love that so who would you say then on the note of fighters in your opinion is like the top boxer and on the pound for pound list right now i say javante davis um jermel charlo um Canelo. Um, who else would I say? Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. Well, you already know, you just brought up two names that I have to mm -hmm. talk to you about. First, of course, we already know the highly anticipated fight. Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford's coming up July 29th. Mm -hmm. What are your predictions? Who do you got? Well, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of future on it. Um, I know both of the guys. I know they both have that dog in them. And, you know, if you was to ask me the same question from from after the first round, I'd probably give you a better prediction. But right now I'm just neutral. It's a 50-50 fight, and um, I'm looking forward to it. No, I mean, did you think it's going to be by knockout, though, or by decision? Because it's definitely going to be, like, a really close fight. That's what – I don't even have any idea. <laughs> so I think it's going to be by decision. I think someone's going to end up getting dropped, but I think it's going to be by decision because they both have that dog in them. You know, they both have their heart. No one, none of them is just going to lay down, you know. So I definitely, I definitely think it's going to go by decision. That's going to be such a good fight. A good fight. I know we have so many good fights happening this year and we already had a lot of good ones. This has been a really good year and your fight was awesome too. I watched that video. I was like, oh my God, you, you did that thing. But <laughs> <laughs> my last question for you is, I know you want to be a world champion one day. You have so many things coming your way. I see so much success, but what do you really want at the end of the your career? Like, what do you want to be remembered as? Do you care about legacy? Just talk to me a little bit about that. Um, of course, you know, I do care about legacy. And I, I do very much, I'm 100% I'm confident that I, I will be remembered in this sport. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's not going to be hard for me to sell out arenas. You know, I, I bring everything that the fans want to see, aggression, power, um, speed, ring IQ. I you tell it. Backflips. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And it's like you know, I'm, come on, I'm six foot five, doing two, two, uh, two ten, doing backflips. You know what I'm saying? You don't really see that. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, I didn't even know you were six five. Yeah. You're backflips like that. Oh my! I'm only five one. Oh, oh my god. You're like so up there that. I can't wait till we do an in-person one. It's going to be like this high difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
But yes, go on about that, about just legacy and what you want to be remembered by. Um, yeah, I know I'll be remembered. Um, you know, it's, it's just like there's certain fighters that have that characteristic, that that uh, charisma that just sticks with people like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Um, uh, just like Muhammad Ali, um, he wasn't just remembered for his charisma. He was remembered because he was one of the greatest. And I feel like the same thing with me. I feel like I'm, I, I could be one of the greatest. Um, and uh, it's just about putting the foot on the gas bottle and not taking it off. You know what I'm saying? So um, I definitely, I definitely see that. But as far as my goals, um, you know, I want to, I don't want to be in boxing game too long. Um, I want to, yeah, I want to get in. I want to retire at 30, get out. And I want to help the ones that are underneath me. I want to give back to the people and fans and community. Um, and also, you know, afterwards, I want to, I want to invest in the things and things like that. But right now, you know, I'm, I'm running for the belts. You know what I'm saying? I know my mind is made up. Um, I know I have everything it takes to be a world champion. Going to boy knows, knows I have everything it takes to be a world champion. Oscar De La Hoya knows that. Um, Bullet, my team, my pops, Larry, um, and my other coach, Devon, they all know it in the fancy. So right now it's just about not getting off off track, um, just keeping keeping my foot on the on the plow, going straight, um, not looking left or right, and just being disciplined in what I do, um, just knowing what I got to do, and uh, and just do it. Simple as that. Well, wow! I just think you are such an amazing person. You have such a good head on your shoulders, and you're going to be so successful in the future. I'm so excited to watch. But is there anything else that you want to share with the fight fans watching? Any love, any support, anything they can expect to see from you? Yeah. Um, first of all, you know, I just want to, you know, thank all the fans that supported me. You know, my family, my team, and uh, y'all, y'all are in for a bunch of treats. You know, every time I fight, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be something that y'all are going to be looking for. And the the power, the the aggression, the speed, the boxing IQ. You know, I have everything. It, like I said, I have everything it has to to put butts in the seat. So, so um, y'all just stay tuned. Keep following me in my journey, and uh, don't miss out. Most certainly. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining me, and I'm super excited to continue to cover your career all the way till you're 30. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I thank you for your time and um, also interviewing me. It was a uh, you asked very good questions, and uh, it was good talking with you. Thank you so much. Bye, Fight Fans. Sports Social Podcast Network.